It's the second half of Main Street Sports today. Coming up, the guys chat with Chip Walters, Blue Raiders Network, on what's happening in the borough. Also, what's the loudest stadium you've heard? We'll get their take and top five Tuesday. Now, back to the Lee Company studio with the Hall of Famer and Sports Writer of the Year, the NSMA Sports Writer of the Year, Mo Patton, and the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yow. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, and Tuesdays are always fun. Top five. Mo says the top five NFL coaching openings. Are there five? Uh, there are nine. There are nine? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Might be one fewer NFL opening and one more college opening soon. <laughs> Although I hear the bears are going in a much different direction. They are looking to hire. It appears they're going to hire a general manager today. So I guess that's a step closer to hiring a football coach. Think, and you would, you would think that that would be the natural order GM and then coach. Not everybody seems to yeah. feel that way. But I, I Interesting. <laughs> I've, I've, I've never ran an NFL team, though, so who am I and what do I know? Uh, <clears throat> exactly. I'm not, I'm just going to let them do their thing. I, I don't – it doesn't bother me. I do know that, you know, my favorite team isn't playing this weekend, so I'm not real worried about much in the NFL right now. So it is what it is. We've certainly seen some interesting moves made by said team. Yeah, uh, getting rid of the assistant defensive line coach and the assistant strength coach. Both of those let go today. So, Hmm. you know, the defensive line that had nine sacks in the playoff game. But the offensive coordinator, he's he's great. Hard worker, good coach. I I mean... I don't need to go on that tangent. Would you say that the offensive coordinator is a hard worker... Uh, it it kind of reminds me of the the old Chris Rock routine. I mean, that's what everybody's supposed to be, isn't it? <laughs> you are not supposed to get a cookie for doing what yeah. you're supposed to do. Did you want yeah. a cookie? <laughs> no, I mean, it, to me, when you call someone, if someone was to say, you know, if you were to ask me something about someone say Todd Downing. And I said, well, he works hard. (laughs) What does that imply? Yeah. That's the way I feel about it. Now, clearly I must, I might be wrong. I don't know. If, I mean, if that's the best thing that you can tell me about him is he works hard, then, then we've got a problem. I feel like. (laughs) Well, anybody who watched Saturday's three 30, NFL game also should believe that the Titans have a problem problem. at that position, but that's neither here nor there. The Cincinnati Bengals will move on during now understand during the Cincinnati Tennessee game, Joe Burrow had trouble hearing his in ear comms at times. And 
didn't bother him too much. It did, though. It forced them to, you know, to maybe get some plays off a little quicker than maybe they wanted to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you could see him covering his his ear holes and and trying to make sure that he was able to hear. And one time they had to take a timeout because they couldn't get the play in and that sort of thing. He made a comment, and Nissan Stadium was really loud on Saturday, but he made the comment earlier in the year. This is this is probably mid year where he said, you know, SEC stadiums are much louder than NFL stadiums, and to a large degree, I, I, I would have to say he's probably right. Now, the difference between college and pro is that you don't have in air comms, so you've got those big, you know, poster boards on the sideline telling you what the play is. And, and I think that does make a difference in, you know, maybe the, maybe it isn't as loud, but the way you get the play in is different, so it does affect it either way. And, you know, a couple of times they jumped off sides, a couple of times that they didn't get the snap off. They had, a, you know, two delay of games, in fa- in, including that one that ended up giving them three points in the, on the first drive. But – Folks in Kansas City are taking this to heart, saying, well, you know, Kansas City Arrowhead has the, the loudest recorded crowd on history. Okay, congratulations. You were loud for five seconds. <clears throat> Death Valley at night, Neyland Stadium. And I, I don't, did you see Cole Kublick's tweet from today? No. Cole had a, he said, you know, I've been to NFL games, but I have a hard time believing any NFL stadium is louder than this moment right here. And it's when Tennessee picked off, um, what was his name? Jeff, starting quarterback for Auburn anyway. First play of the game, pick six against Auburn in like 2000 or 90. 99, 98, something like in that era. And he's, I mean, he's like, look, this is the loudest I've ever heard any stadium. And I've been in a lot of them. Well, I mean, and a a lot of folks, when they talk about loud stadiums, they bring it back to Neyland Stadium. And I don't know if it's the stadium design. I don't know if it's the fans. I don't know if it's all of the above or what. But, I mean, Lincoln Riley and that Oklahoma bunch, when they went in there, you know, it it made a lasting impression on them as well. I mean, and and I've not been to Death Valley, unfortunately, but at night I can't imagine very many louder places than that, unless it's Neyland. I mean, you know, Death Valley does have they they hold the college record for 130 something. You know that the earthquake game against against Auburn, mm-hmm. but. You're talking about a hundred thousand fans in Neyland and what ninety thousand plus or eighty five thousand plus for an extended period the entire game. Mm-hmm. There's not an NFL stadium, not one NFL stadium that can that can truly compare to the SEC, right? Well, I mean, what's the largest NFL stadium? Probably the dome, one of the domes. My guess would be Mercedes. I think AT&T Stadium. Uh, Well, yeah, you're right. AT&T has like 100. I think they're close to 100. 80. That's it. So, I mean, NFL stadium capacities are 
much smaller. Yeah, MetLife, MetLife, which is the home of the Giants and Jets, holds 82.5. Lambeau holds 81.441, and AT&T holds 80. Those are your three largest NFL stadiums. I've got FedEx at 82. Uh, I'm, I've, got FedEx at, I've got FedEx at 79, so I don't know. I'm looking at Wikipedia, so it could be wrong. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But even still, I mean – these that's I guess it's close but when's the last time the Giants have had 82,000 people in there or the Jets or the or or had anything to get loud about that's what I'm saying I mean not only do they not have that many people in there they're not cheering if they are in there I mean Lambo probably gets pretty loud if I had to guess it what 81 441 they're just loud to try to stay warm, man. It's it's body heat. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody breathes at the same time. Meanwhile, Tiger Stadium is 102-321. Jeez. Yeah, there's so no way. So it's 20,000 people bigger or holds 20,000 more people than the biggest NFL stadium. So what you're saying, the answer to my question is no. There's no. not an NFL stadiums cannot hold a candle to the SEC, at least for the extended period of the game. Mm-hmm. Arrowhead's going to be loud at times on Sunday. And Joe Burrow is going to have some trouble hearing out of his comms. But he's not played in anything. He, he's, he's played in the same right, over time. At least so. the same. All right. Let's get to Chip Walters to talk about some MTSU hoops and more. Blue Raiders. Chip Walters, right after this on Main Street Sports today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. 
You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today. Mo, uh, as you see there, Chris uh, has a computer malfunction that that just hit him. So, so Mo will uh, will let you uh, bring us back and get us ready for uh, for our weekly guest. Well, alrighty then. Welcome back to Main Street Sports today. I'm Maurice Patton, along with JP Plant, pushing the buttons and sliding the slides and keeping us on the air and. Um, as we stall for Chris to get back, um, want to welcome in friend of the show, voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters. Um, you can had, tell you can tell just how f- we're in a new generation because it used to be pushing the buttons and turning the dials. Now no it's dials. sliding. Now it's sliding the slides. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any dials. There aren't any dials, are there, JP? I, I don't really know what JP. Is, to be <laughs> just, I'm, he likes I'm to still, keep it that way. I'm still trying yeah. to figure that out myself. But yes, yes, he does like to keep it that way. It's two words, Chip: job security. But there um, you go. <laughs> uh, Chip, you know, it, it was kind of unfortunate. The, the accommodations that the Blue Raiders made for one of their favorite Blue Raiders and the way things went, but it didn't impact the Blue Raiders. They, um, they continue to roll at the Glass House. That's correct. Uh, you're, oh, and there's Chris. Nice He's to back. see him back. No kidding. <laughs> but, yeah, you, you know, that's right. Middle, you know, won their 11th straight. Uh, at home on Saturday, and uh, it, it was unfortunate, you know, that the way that the Titans season ended. But you know, for Nick McDevitt and his team, you know, they're they have, you know, their formula for success within Conference USA is to, you know, number one, take care of all your business at home as much, you know, as much as you can, and go try to get what you can on the road and. You know, they uh, the way the schedule has fallen, they were, you know, scheduled to open up at home with UTSA and UTEP. Those were postponed. They have now been rescheduled. At least we have the dates. We don't have the exact times yet. Uh, but uh, but they had to go on the road, you know, went to a couple of tough places. Rice has proven to be pretty decent. Uh, and, and, and North Texas is one of, I think, the three best teams in the league right now. And um, – and so you, you go there, you end up starting on the road, then you come home and you have a three-game homestand. Now you turn back around and, uh, you know, the real estate gets a little tougher here as you have to go to Marshall, you go to Western Kentucky, and then you go to 
UAB before you come home. So the, uh, you know, you, if, if you try to find a silver lining in all of that is that with the UTEP and UTSA games having been rescheduled, you end up with more home games on the back side of the schedule mm-hmm. than you would have. And, and the, the thought is, okay, you're getting better. And it, put, it gives middle three or two weeks were uh, in there where they will have three home games in a week and both on both of those. So you try to use that to your advantage. Saw an interesting tweet yesterday. Um, Chip MTSU currently ranks 142nd on Ken Palm. Their record and point differential average against teams between 143rd and 358th. They are 10 and one and they're plus 11 basically, but on average. Um, between 1st and 141st, they're 0-5 and a minus 10. So pretty much they're, they're beating the people they're supposed to beat. Now, how, how do you feel like you go about taking that next step? Well, I, I think, you know, and I, I think you use Saturday's game, uh, this past Saturday's game against Southern Miss as an example. Uh, middle was down 12 in the first half, 20 to eight, came back, cut it to three at halftime, and then uh, ended up winning the game by 14 uh, and, and had a big turnaround. They, w- the one thing that has been pretty consistent, and with most teams who are good defensively, that typically is what is consistent. Uh, they're, we've talked about their depth all year. We've, we've talked about them uh, being good defensively, and they – they have been outstanding defensively. They, you know, it's it, stats are crazy. I, I, and, but both teams shot 8.3% from three on Saturday. Southern Miss was one of 12. Middle was two of 24 and, and missed their first 17. So th- th- there lies the answer to your question uh, is how, how, do you, how do you take that up a notch for those teams because you're about to play two of the next three are going to be rated above you. Western is going to be above you. UAB will be rated above you. Marshall, probably not. They're 0-6 in the league right now with a very young team. But what you have to do is you have to combine those good defensive nights with with better shooting, in particular from, from outside the arc. Uh, and if it's not going, be smart enough to go to the rim. And and that's what happened if you look at the stat sheet from Saturday. They they still took 24 shots from outside the arc, but they also scored 48 points in the paint. So that tells me that they realized that things weren't going as well as they wanted from outside the three-point line, and they did take it to the rim and, and use their depth. They forced 17 uh, turnovers, got 19 points off those 17 turnovers, so they did the things they do well, and uh, but you, you you certainly have to be better offensively on the road if you're if you're hoping to steal one in particular at UAB or Western, you've got to be better offensively. You have to keep your defense like it is, but you've got to be better on the offensive end. Now I wanted to ask you, Chip, is being better offensively is that just putting the ball in from outside the arc, or is that passing up some of those shots? Is it better shot selection offense? Well, you know, I, I think I think I could make a, a, 
I think I could make an argument for both of those A and B, depending on on the night. Uh, this past Saturday, I, I, it, to me, it looked like it was a hundred percent getting those shots to fall because they were getting good looks, good open looks. Uh, there are other nights when uh, me and my my uh, partner have both, you know seen shots probably go up early in the shot clock or not as good a forced three when that plus one pass could be made, you know, pass up a good shot for a better shot, th- those kind of things. Uh, so I, I think, you know, th- it's not a, a totally clear answer on, on that, but it's it's interesting. You talk to the coaches and they'll – and they talk and they, they, they say – if you come watch us practice, you wouldn't believe how well we shoot. And then you come to come to the game, and and some and sometimes those things happen. And it's not the first time I've ever seen that either. But but uh, big the big road swing coming up for middle. But on the flip side of that, for the Lady Raiders, they win two out of three on the road. Now they get the the same three games against the same three schools at home, and uh, with Western or Mar- Marshall and Western coming up this weekend. You've got the two top teams in the Eastern Division right now. Marshall six and one, Western seven and zero. Oh. You've got them coming to your place and a chance to make up make up some ground. Yeah, Courtney Whitson, a big part of the win over the weekend against Southern Miss. She, she's a she's a refuse to lose girl. She just will not fourth quarter points, man. Yeah, she just refuses to to let them lose and. Uh, and, and, and basically, you know, she, she told, she's told him at halftime, coach Ensel last night on his coach's show, he said, he said, we call, there's a timeout. We get into the huddle. Courtney starts talking and she starts it, but he said, but the good thing is she was saying everything that was on my mind. <laughs> and so, and, and any coach will tell you if they're, if, if the team polices itself, whether it's mm-hmm. from a discipline standpoint or, or even, you know, in a, in a, in a coach them up kind of standpoint, you're, you're in, you're, you've got a, you've got a really good team and you've got good parts there. So she is uh she's something else. And, and the, the, the two Russian girls really made uh, the, 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 the freshman, the, the big girl, she, she did some pretty amazing things. She runs the floor really well. And, and the other night she led the fast break on one drive in the fourth quarter uh, against Southern Miss. So, you know, they, they've got a chance to, to do some nice things here over the next couple of weeks and help themselves out in the standings. Yeah, when, when you, you know, have these rivalry games coming to your place, it's always, you know, it's always kind of pride takes over at this point. And this team is not, you know – after winning last year's tournament, going to the NCAA tournament, that sort of thing, maybe there's there's been a little letdown here and there. But fact is that you know it, it's it's about playing their best ball at the right time, and this week is a big week for the ladies to be able to do, to start doing that. Well, they're five and two right now in the league, but they're thirteen and four overall, and that's and that's with playing a really solid non conference uh, schedule. So. I don't think there's any any panic at all. I think they felt like they let one get away uh, at at FAU, uh, and and you know they knew going the UTEP game was going to be tough because 
UTEP is 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 one of the two be- better teams in the Western Division. So I don't think there's any panic at all in that group, and I think they feel like they're only with as many new pieces as they have. I think they'll only they feel like they will only get better as uh, as they get closer to to the conference tournament. And you've got FAU coming here middle of you'll, next month as well. That's right. You'll have FAU, FIU coming here. Uh, you'll have what Rice and uh, no, you'll have you'll have everybody. You'll have Charlotte and Old Dominion coming the last week of the season. So those those will be four the other four really big games playing in your division. So so it, it's a uh, it you know we're not even quite to the halfway point yet. We're getting close. Uh, in the conference race, and, and both both teams are, are in are in pretty good shape. Anything Speaking else going on over there? That's, yeah, uh, that's that's huge, huge. Uh, I'll Sorry, give you uh, huge is uh, signing day celebration coming up. Uh, Groundhog Day, February second, will be a busy day. It'll uh, there will be the uh, the traditional Groundhog Day luncheon for Blue Raider baseball, which has. You know, one of the one of the greatest menus of all time. It has uh, ham hocks, white beans, cornbread, tomato salad, chocolate cake, and vanilla ice cream. That is uh, that is to. Uh, I used to say during that luncheon that uh, we're here today to kick off the baseball season. And Coach Steve Peterson reminded me one time during the luncheon after he came up that there were no kickoffs in baseball. So it'll be the first pitch for the. Uh, for the season, and then, uh, and then on the on the night of February second, it's the signing day celebration, which will be at the Hendrick Stadium Club. You can contact the BRAA office if you'd like to be there to mix and mingle with the uh, with the assistant coaches and Coach Stockstill. Uh, part of that celebration will be a one hour TV show that we'll be doing on ESPN three uh, with myself, Coach Stock. Uh, and uh, several players, and we'll go through all of the signees, show highlight videos, all that stuff. And, uh, and, and as soon as that show is over, he hustles back over to the Hendricks Club and uh, answers questions about what folks just saw on the TV show. So, again, if you'd like to be part of that, 615-898-2210 is, uh, is the number uh, for the Blue Raider Athletic Association office. There you go. Chip Walters. Choose Chip. At Choose Chip on Twitter. The voice of the Blue Raiders. Appreciate you hanging out with us as always each and every Tuesday around this time. So long as there's nothing else, you know, going on like a ball game. Which you, you all, uh, who, who's, who's the big game in Southern Middle Tennessee tonight? What's the big matchup? Well, actually, um, the biggest matchup is tomorrow night when Independence goes to your old stomping grounds. But um, Chris is going to Santa Fe and Cully tonight. So always Num- a good time to get out. To Number Sandy, five, Santa- Sandy, Sandy Fee. Number That's five, right. Sandy Fee. That's right. How about that? Number five in the state. That is that's great. That is that's terrific. And and Independence in, in Central tomorrow night. That'll be good. That will um, be good. You might want to make my, your way over. Pulling yeah. my, pulling from my man uh, Roni Bailey's son, young Roni. He's, He's having a good year. Good ball right now. Having a good year. Yeah. Really proud of him. Uh, always appreciate it. Thank you so much, man. See you, boys. All right. When we come back, it's Top Five Tuesday. Top Five NFL coaching openings. So there's nine of them. Which ones do we think are 
the best. So come back right after this on Main Street Sports Today. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in. It is Main Street Sports Day here on Top 5 Tuesday. Top 5 Tuesday is brought to you by our friends at Midtown 5 Fitness. That was still in the game. Stillathletes.com, S-T-E-E-L, athletes.com. Make sure to check him out at Still Athletes on Instagram as well. Two great locations, one in Columbia, one in Franklin, and he is make sh- making sure you are putting your best foot forward in 2022. The top five coaching openings in the NFL are subjective. A lot of factors go into it. So be curious to see where you guys fall in this because you know some of these teams don't even have GMs right now which means they're probably at the lower part of the list but there are some places that you can win pretty quick so I'm curious to see where you guys stand Um, before we go to our top five what is the worst job right now Mm. The Giants. worst job. Giants or Texans? 
What about the Jags? Mm. I mean, I, oh, I immediately... You got Trevor Lawrence. You got Trevor Lawrence, but... I haven't thought about the Jags. They actually might make my list. Oh, goodness. Wow, is the top and five? I, okay. I immediately eliminated the Giants, the Texans, and the Jags. Well, I, I can tell you the Jaguars are my number five. Okay. <laughs> and the reason the reason they are my number five is because expectations are like down here. They're not even on the scale, right? Yeah. So I'm not sure that the Jags front office is as dumb as the Texans. And when your expectations are down here and you end up here, that's an improvement. <laughs> um, so that is one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is, I mean, and you have Trevor Lawrence. As and bad as the, well, as bad as the front office is or isn't, this is the team that hired Urban Meyer the last go round. Yeah, but that doesn't. I mean, I don't think that that necessarily limits the the ceiling of where you can go with that team. I think you know over four or five years because they're going to have high draft picks for the next three or four, just based off of the level of roster you currently have. Yeah. You're probably going to have top 10, top 12 draft picks. So, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's over time. And plus, well, it's Jacksonville. Yeah. The weather's a help there. That's all I'm saying. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't <laughs> hurt. JP, who's your number five? Um, number five. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of uh, got an honorable mention, a tie, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Jags are just outside. I do like Trevor Lawrence. Um but the lack of tradition and history there, I think, is, um, you know, shies me away from that. Um, kind of a cross between the Vikings and the Bears. The Bears has, they have Justin Fields. So that's mm-hmm. intriguing there. Uh, you've got a little tradition with the Bears. The Vikings have been quiet, but quietly middle of the road consistent and nearly breaking through. It's like they're on the edge. Um, but, you know, it is a quarterback league. Justin Fields or Kirk D. Cousins. Um, I guess you got to go with Justin Fields. So I, I say the Bears number five. I, like I said, I immediately eliminated the Giants, the Texans, and the Jaguars from consideration. Yeah. Um, which kind of makes the Broncos my honorable mention because my number five is, is the Vikings. I mean, I think there's enough there to be competitive with the right coach. And, and I think with the turmoil that you've seen in Chicago, the turmoil you're getting ready to see in Green Bay, I mean, I'm not sure how much it would take for Minnesota to be a factor. And Detroit is Detroit. So <laughs> my number five is the Vikings. Fair enough. It, it's interesting, be, you know, because you did mention, you know, one of my teams, and that is Denver Broncos. I'm going to go with them at number four. I think I think their quarterback situation obviously is cause for concern, but may not be for long. There, uh, there are I'm, exactly. I mean, we've seen Denver go out and get Peyton Manning <laughs> before. 
<laughs> so, you know, depending on who your coach is and, and the front offices, the front office, I feel like John Elway specifically, they're willing to spend whatever money it takes yeah. to get a, a great quarterback if they can get one that's proven. Otherwise, they're just going to go with what they got, like Bridgewater or, you know, something like that. So I'll be curious to where as to where they go. They'd probably be higher on my list if they had a better quarterback right now. But I, I think that the, and Denver's a great location in general. So location is is playing key factor in this, by the way. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think Eric Bieniemy could be tops on the list. But when you're a legend in the state – kind of hard to go back to that state and mm. risk mm. that, isn't it? Mm. Mm. It is. Okay. Who's your number four, JP? Number four, um, I'm going to go with uh, the recently vacant, as of earlier today, the Saints. Um, a lot of tradition. Now, you got a lot of quarterback concerns there, a good defense, but there is a great culture there. And the NFC South, you know, Brady may be done. You know, that's... That's not a very difficult division, so I like the Saints. My number four, for the reasons that JP pointed out a bit ago, is the Bears. I mean, I think you've got the quarterback. Again, the NFC North is a very tumultuous and and winnable division, I think. Whoever steps in there... I think he's got a lot of pieces to work with, and they've got an opportunity to, to hit it quick. I, I like the Bears at four. Well, I have the Bears at three because of because they're going to hire Ryan Poles. They're going to they're going to hire um, Kansas City Chiefs executive director of player personnel as their new general manager, and that's a huge factor for me in this one. I think the Bears with Justin Fields are a team that is just on the cusp and. So I mean, if I'm a, if I'm a coach looking and I got options, I think the Bears are right there, you know, in the in the top three. All right, uh, my number three, I'm going to head to uh, Las Vegas. I think the Raiders, what they proved, kind of binding together. Uh, Carr's, um, I think, an above average quarterback. Uh, he proved that he could get some things done, and hey, they almost beat the Bengals. Who beat the Titans? Uh, so you know, the Raiders aren't that far off. Um, the the big question, obviously, who's going to be the new GM there, uh, and where you go from there. But um, but there's a lot to play with with the Raiders. I like them at three. I'm going to go with the Dolphins at three. I don't think they were that far off. I think getting rid of Flores was was stupid. But I think whoever goes in there again I, has has a lot at their disposal. Um, once the coach and the coaching staff get settled in, uh, I don't think that's a bad situation there for a first-year coach. I, I like the Dolphins as my number three. They're actually my number two, and I mean they went ten and six two years ago. They went nine and eight this year. Um, I, to me, I feel like the Dolphins have everything that they need to be successful, and they showed that late in the year. So, whoever walks into that situation is going to be in a good spot. That's a that's a good one. I like the, uh, dolphins are mine too, um, for basically all those reasons. Um, and you know they were close. I, I'm with you, Mo. I, it's 
it's interesting the firing. The only thing I can think of is that you know they've got somebody already that is committed. You thought maybe Jim Harbaugh it doesn't appear to be the case, so who knows? But uh, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. So there's my two. My number two is the Raiders. Okay. And again, made the playoffs. Um, almost beat the Bengals. Um, they're set at quarterback. I mean, I think Carr is middle of the road, but I think, again, in that division, there's enough for them to be competitive pretty much regardless of who the coach is. So I, I like the Raiders. The Raiders do not make my list because they're still in Las Vegas, and as we saw this year, trouble follows NFL players in Las Vegas because everybody wants to be a, wants a piece of them. They're not on my list. They also don't have a general manager, by the way, so that's also a problem. True. My number one, New Orleans Saints. Not even close. Hmm. No quarterback. Uh, they have Jameis Winston. Again, no quarterback. Uh, wow. My, my we, number- will <laughs> we will disagree. Yes, we will. We will disagree. We, we will. Uh, who's your number one, JJ? My number one, I'm going with the Broncos because they're going to get Aaron Rodgers. They're going to get Aaron Rodgers, so that's why, you know, it's Peyton Manning all over again. Broncos, best my job My number one is the Saints because they've got Jameis Winston. That was my reason, too. I, th- I think Jameis Winston is a big part of that, and I think they're going to be really good next year, uh, especially if somebody like Joe Brady comes in as an offensive coordinator. Anyway. That's going to do it for our show. we got 10 seconds left. So, uh, for Mo and JP, I am Chris Yao. Top 5 Tuesday, Mid-South 5 Fitness, stillathletes.com, and all of that other stuff. We'll see you tomorrow.